Where were you for the James Cook game? I was watching it at my house. Where, oh, wait, where were you? Well, I was actually uh, at my daughter's hockey game, which we'll get to uh, later here. In the so, you, <laughs> so your big rhetorical question at the start of this was, where were you? Well, no, because you said the keyword, you idiot, rhetorically. <laughs> you don't actually answer the question. Oh, I was at my house watching the game. What were you doing? So let's go double the Odyssey app. Maybe it's your podcast. He's Ryan Duffy. Hi. My name is Pat Duffy. I know you're disappointed to hear me after that Dynamite solo show everyone was exposed to last More week. More like, where were you for the last week By when you were all running around like a crazy person? Well, okay. First of all, you got my entire family sick. I know you covered this in the solo show that you did. That's that's horse hockey, but it's, keep you, going. You admitted it in the solo show that you did that my family was completely taken down because of you. Okay, potentially. And we couldn't do the show three weeks ago because you were sick. Then my family got sick. And then we had this event for Tommy last weekend. I was in Kansas City Monday night anyway, oh, coming yeah. home, oh, boy. going from the game. There's a lot to get into. There's a lot, lot to get into. There. But folks are here for Bill's coverage. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're going to talk about. Sure. That ass-kicking the Bills oh. dealt the Cowboys on Sunday in Orchard Park. Can I tell you something real quick? What's that? Before you go on. Sure. Are you listening? They beat that ass. They beat that ass. Hard. Crushed them. Way to make it uncomfortable right out of the get-go. Right, though? James Cook, 179 yards on the ground, over seven yards a carry. Unbelievable. And a touchdown rushing. And if that wasn't impressive enough, which, by the way, it was, he also was six yards off of being the team's leading receiver for the day also. Mm -hmm. Two catches, 42 through the air, and another touchdown. On top of that, he dropped a third walk-and-walk-and touchdown catch. That would have been, what, another 12 yards maybe or so? And a touchdown. And a a third touchdown of the day. It is funny, and I I, I don't mean to start this way because it was the James Cook game, and he should be lauded for the rest of his life for that performance. Totally. Needed that game badly. But there's always one moment in every game where you're going to go, come on, James Cook. Of course. Every single game, no matter how well he plays, no matter how poor he plays, if he gets enough touches, there's going to be one play where you're like, you got to be kidding me. Mm -hmm. And then he'll either bounce it off the ground back to himself or have <laughs> 230 something all purpose yards. I was going to say the the Broncos game this season had two of those come on James moments uh both on on opposite extremes of each other. No, you're not kidding. Well, you didn't even know he bounced the ball during the Broncos I game. I didn't. I was just watching it from afar with my, you know, $1950 Bud Light in my hand. What James Cook did on Sunday was the most remarkable performance by a Bills running back in that we've seen in three decades. And I know this week that folks have talked about Fred Jackson doing something similar. I think it was in 2009. I, that sounds about right. Okay. But see, that game was different. Uh, that game didn't mean anything. Yeah. The Bills were out of the playoffs, and they were trying to get Fred to 1,000 rushing yards. Right. So they were just feeding him over and over and over again. And don't sure. get me wrong. What Freddie did was still impressive in that game. But what happened Sunday, the Bills needed this game. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they were that dominant on the ground is insanity. And also, too, I don't know if you're going to get to this. This wasn't some pushover team. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? This was a top NFC play. I don't they were know. Like, yeah, they yeah. were juggernaut of a team coming out of the NFC. I mean, look, they hadn't played well on the road, but that was being argued was an aberration earlier sure. in the season, right? Like, they're going to figure it out. It's playoff time, even though if you look historically, right around now is when the Cowboys start to show who they really are and disappoint folks. Yeah. But that defense, going into that game on Sunday, the defense is what I was most scared of. I knew Mm -hmm. that McDermott was going to find a way to slow down the offense. He always does. Yeah. But you have Micah Parsons. You have a defensive backfield, even without Trayvon Diggs, that is just full of playmakers. Bland's got, what, six pick sixes? 
Say that 20 times fast. Yeah, but here's the thing. He is that guy who's like feast or famine. He's going to get a pick six or he's going to oh, sure. give up like a 60-yard touchdown. What, just pass. like Dante Hall is going to return every uh, punt that he's ever going to catch. Well, here's but. the difference. Like if Dante Hall returns a punt for seven yards, eh, it's not a touchdown, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. If you don't get a pick, if you don't have a pick six, but then you give up a 40-yard touchdown, not quite the same <laughs> Dante Hall experience. Good point. So there's something that needs to be talked about, and I haven't heard it anywhere else so far this week. Okay, we're so, breaking news here. Let's go. It's not even breaking news. It's a thought about this game on Sunday. Hot take coming in. So James Cook, obviously, is your MVP, and I can't talk enough about how much I love him. Mm-hmm. Every member of that Bills offensive line, a very close second. Mm-hmm. But there are two folks who deserve massive credit for the way that game plan worked. Offensive or defensive? Uh, offensively. Okay. Uh, first one, obviously, Joe Brady. Sure. Offensive sure. coordinator. Yep. And Josh Allen as well. But oh, as yeah, I burp, right. yeah, the, 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 what, what was the stat like <laughs> seven for 15, I believe for 95 yards and a touchdown and a touchdown, man, that's, that is some serious, like, you know, Kevin Cobb, Jeff tool numbers that he put up. Josh Allen doesn't break a hundred yards. They win by three touchdowns. It's bananas, right? Like if you yeah. said, if you told me on Friday, listen, Josh Allen's going to throw for 95 yards, mm-hmm. which I believe is the fewest in a full start he's ever had in his career. Okay. And Micah Parsons is going to have the stat line heated. I would not know how to tell you how that game worked out. Because yeah, Micah Parsons no was not on the stat sheet. He had two assisted tackles, I think, were the only reason he was there. It would have been like that, like a virtual meme of that girl who's like looking at the screen. He's like, yeah, ooh, uh, okay, no. Like, yeah, okay, Josh has a stat line like that. Oh, clearly he's not doing well and the Bills are getting blown out. Oh, but Micah Parsons has what? One solo tackle? No, Whatever. He didn't he have a solo didn't tackle. Didn't have anything. He was barely registered. And then, like, you go back, it's like, well, what happened? Maybe he got hurt, which I know, like, I've seen people say, like, after that, uh, what was it, Terrell Dodson or, or whoever it was that hit him after the play. Yeah. As accidentally, don't get me wrong, sure. like, it was just a, uh, you know, bang, bang thing. Um, but, you know, came out of the game for a little bit, ended up going back in. But, okay, you know. fine. I mean, look, I, I feel for the guy, right? I want to see everybody healthy. Of course. I'm just saying, uh, no, no doubt about it. And he went back into the game. Like, he played the rest of the game. I'm not saying, like, that affected him. But I've seen the kind of, a you know, the apologist. Oh, you like, mean, like, Cowboys fans? Ooh. <laughs> so, Joe Brady, Bills yep. offensive coordinator, has Josh freaking Allen at his disposal. Sure. And he kept the ball on the ground that entire game. Mm-hmm. Think about how hard it must be as an offensive coordinator to have the kind of weapon that Josh Allen is and not be tempted to take a shot at some point in the three and a half quarters that Josh was on the field. You, you know what they say. If it ain't broken, it's worth two in the bush. Look, okay, shut up. The it ain't broken, don't fix it idea. You're right. It's logical. But that's not how the NFL works. There's a reason, Ryan, why we never see rushing performances that we witnessed on Sunday in the NFL anymore, no matter how dominant a running back is through the first couple of quarters. It's because we're in a passing league and offensive coordinators know this, and they mm-hmm. want to throw the ball. How many times over the last couple of years with Dable and Ken Dorsey were we getting five, six yards of carry, and then all of a sudden on second and ten, they throw it in completion? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. why did you get away from the run? Second and six, you got four on first down, you go back to the pass again. No other offensive coordinator in the NFL would have committed to what the Bills did as hard as they did on Sunday. Yeah. The game plan coming into the game was brilliant. They didn't have to block Micah Parsons. They just let him overcommit to Josh Allen every single time. You saw, on, or I don't know if you saw, I saw on the, you know, Micah Parsons has his, uh, you know, podcast on oh, I didn't Report. See this. Yeah. Um, I saw a snippet where he was saying, like, you know, and took the L. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, he said, like, the Bills had a great uh, game plan. They just got to play better, blah, blah, blah. Um, but the reality is, and it's a really good point, you just touched on it, too, that 
when you're running the ball like away from your your main threat or you're just not passing at all mm -hmm. like you're you're completely neutralizing yes. one of the best players in the league yes. and definitely on that defensive uh you know 11 it so. was brilliant i mean look the 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 cowboys have been susceptible to the run all season mm -hmm. not to mention they were missing one of their key defensive guys down the middle mm -hmm. but the fact that you ready for this give it to me the bills ran the ball 47 times mm. 40 Seven. Mm. Ryan, they Patrick. ran 62 plays on offense that weren't kneel downs, and 47 of those were runs. Quick math. Let me think here. There was 96 plays that were passes. Pass Joe Brady. Josh Allen deserves a round of applause despite his 95 yards on 7 of 15 passing. Sure. For trusting his offensive coordinator and not checking out of those 47 run plays. I mean, he said it himself at the end. Everyone knows his quote where he's like, you know, I feel like the kid in class that uh, didn't contribute to the project and still got an A. Great like, line, very charming, very of course, funny. Yeah. But like, think about it this way. Josh has the option at the line to look up, see what they're giving him, and check out of that run. And he can do it on every single play. There's always two options. Mm -hmm. Knowing how Josh Allen has the penchant to play golden retriever ball. Penchant. That's what I said. That's uh, impressive. Okay. There had to be times when the Bills were getting five yards of carry between their three backs where he looked up and he thought he saw a splash play. Tails wagon. You know it? He's, he can see the mailman coming down from, uh, from the corner of the street. And he knows that run's going to work, mm -hmm. but not as well as he thinks this play is going to work. <laughs> and, he and he didn't check out. It goes against everything we have watched Josh Allen do his entire career. His Look, shot collar activated. Do you know what I mean, bro? Like, you know what I'm like, we should check to see if Joe Brady has a button in the booth. <laughs> I mean, look at it this way, Ryan. Uh, that first drive where Josh picks up the roughing the passer on third and six. They're inside yeah. the red zone. Yeah. It's third and six. They're in the red zone. You are playing the hottest offense in the NFL, and everybody thought that was going to be a shootout game. Yep. He threw it out of the back of the end zone. Yep. There was no panic in him. He was prepared to take three. Now, Dallas bails us out with that rough in the passer, and we end up with seven. But the fact that he was willing to trust that game plan mm -hmm. and that the D was going to handle business and that the running game was going to do this, that's not something we're used to seeing from Josh Allen. I agree. I agree. And I, if, if anything, it's a well, it's a breath of fresh air because I think one of the biggest criticisms, at least around the league and, and people talking about the Bills, is that you're having Josh Allen do way too much. Yeah. The idea of, I mean, I don't think I'm alone in thinking that McDermott is very uh, opposed to putting the team in the game plan on Josh Allen's back alone. So the fact that especially this late in the season, granted the bill, if the bills can make the postseason, because they currently don't control their own destiny, they kind of do. They, they do, but they don't, if they went out. They, there's one infinitesimal, infinitesimal scenario where if they win out, they don't get in. It's it's like a less than 2% chance, but go on. I'm sorry. Thank you. The, the the idea that this late in the season you can unveil a completely game changing, like quite literally a game changing element of your offense that now you you don't have to just account for the best quarterback in the league, in my opinion. Now you have to deal with the guy who has what top three yards from scrimmage, like in the league. Are we talking like why is nobody talking about this? He's top two in the last five weeks, and the Bills had a bye. Right. That's how dominant he's been. And, like, here's the thing. You know, you say, like, everyone's talking, like, this week was, like, the, the coming of age of James Cook, sure. which I get it on a national. He's been doing this the last four weeks. Mm -hmm. Philly, 
Kansas City, I mean, you saw what he did against Denver. Granted, he made, he made that mistake. Like, in what, a quarter, two and a half quarters, he went over 100 yards and had a couple of catches? Like, James Cook might be the legit deal. And I do want to say something. Sure. You know, you say this late in the season, unveiling like a whole new part of your offense. McDermott is, and McDermott's teams are known for this. Like, mm. let's not forget, it was the year that they beat the Ravens in the wild card or the divisional round. Mm hmm. That was Zach Moss's season. All of yeah. a sudden, he came on in the last couple of games and everything was looking good. And then last season, Devin Singletary all of a sudden came on out of nowhere in the last couple of games. They were leading on that. Mm -hmm. What we haven't seen mm. is a back as dynamic as James Cook is. I mean, it just looked like it, it, it. every single time he was handed the ball, if he didn't break it up through the middle, which he did a few times, yeah. his ability to get the edge and just find like at the very minimum what do you average what you said 5.4 yards a carry like to get at least four yards from there like and that's all you need i mean you're running if you get three yards of play you're gonna score you three you yards know? of play you get a first down every drive and that's what i mean yeah. like you're gonna you're gonna score on that that possession so here's the thing and look i don't i, I don't mean arena and james cook's parade here how it, dare you well no look he also wasn't getting touched for four yards, like the average first contact was like four yards after his touch. Yeah. So that's big on the offensive line. And what we're learning here, and this is what's different than Zach Moss and Devin Singletary. Zach Moss and Devin Singletary, it seems were better after contact. And you made this comment a couple of weeks ago. I did. That when James Cook gets touched, he has a penchant to fold, which is penchant two times now. I know. Well, I, I, it's my word of the day today. Sure. On the calendar. Yeah. Um, But. What we're learning further mm -hmm. is if you give him an opportunity to get wound up, you can't stop. Yes. Yes. No, I mean, in all seriousness, if he gets three or four yards to get ahead of steam, you can't stop him. He's very Derrick Henry in that way. So here's what we have to do then. I'm going to call up Joe Brady and I'm going to say, we're going to have direct snap, seven drop, seven foot <laughs> drop, direct snap to James Cook. Because if we give him, what, three yards of running space, He's going to get 12 yards. If Imagine if we gave him 20 yards of running space. S line him up next to Sam Martin and and have a direct... Reed Ferguson long snaps it right to James Cook. It's a touchdown every play. I know that sounds stupid, but as elusive as he was against <laughs> Dallas, that might actually work. Has anyone ever thought to try that I before? don't hate that. Yeah, the 1940s. I've been putting his arm back and he lifted the ball out forward in front of him. No one's ever seen anything like this. But Make the, sure you buy Camel Cigarettes. 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 <laughs> But as great as everything we're talking about is, the most remarkable thing mm -hmm. about Sunday is how much we took a performance like James Cook's for granted back in the day. Okay. There are people under 30 years old listening to this podcast right now. No, there's not. Who never, <laughs> who never watched Thurman Thomas play football, period, let alone watched him in his prime. And what James Cook did on Sunday... Thurman Thomas did seven to nine times a season, no exaggeration. You know that guy from the Batavia Downs commercials? Yeah, yes. He used to be a running back. <laughs> Try my Thurmanator burger. <laughs> Thurman Thomas. Still a great line. James Cook played out of his mind on Sunday, and he's going to be NFL Offensive Player of the Week, and he deserves it, and he should walk around with his you-know-what hanging out all week long. Hmm. But when Thurman Thomas was doing that, it almost became ho-hum. And I understand the game was a little bit different back then. They totally. focus more on the run than they do now. But yeah. Thurman Thomas won an NFL MVP, and very few Bills fans under the age of 30 are aware that we had an NFL MVP on that roster. Yeah. And I don't want to get ahead of ourselves here. I don't. Because 
As we say, he's been building. That's been the best game of his season so far. It would be foolish to expect that he has that in him again before this season is over, playoffs, all that. Like stuff. another performance like exactly. that? Exactly. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's all world. That's yeah. like, you know, a performance of a career. Of course. But in the last few weeks with what James Cook has grown into, if Josh Allen has James Cook now, like Jim Kelly had Thurman during that run, mm-hmm. oh my God. God. We just need a Don Beebe. Someone actually, someone call actual Don Beebe. Khalil Shakir is Don Beebe. Khalil Shakir is Don Beebe. Is he, though? Uh, yeah. What else? What? Well, yeah. I, don't know, I haven't seen Don Beebe chase down Leon Lett. Or uh, Shakir, Khalil Shakir. Yeah, you Shakir. got that. Chase down, chase down you Leon. You haven't seen Leon Lett chase down. Chase down Nishan. So you got that? <laughs> Let me take that again. Five. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm telling you, man. Like You said it, but I don't think you meant it the way that you should have. What do you mean? When you have a quarterback that has the tools that Josh Allen has Mm -hmm. and a running back that has the potential to do what James Cook has done the last couple of weeks, even take last week out of it, the three performances we saw before that, this offense can legitimately be unstoppable. And it's not just about the talent. It's about the ability to keep that team off balance. And you don't even have to run. You don't have to run. Happy learned how to putt. Let's go. No, but I'm saying, like, you know, you hear these old school guys all the time. Well, you got to have a running game to win a championship. It's not true. Mm-hmm. Right? James Cook in space is what you need. Whether you hand him the ball behind the line of scrimmage or whether you run that swing pass that has just been scoring him touchdowns all over the place. Yeah. Also, sorry to keep applauding James Cook. That route he ran on that touchdown where he just left that defense. Oh, my God. Dude, and the catch, too. I mean, he was sprawled. That's a fingertip catch. That's not easy. Yeah, you know? no, yeah no, the one he dropped was. So we're that even. One too. I mean, you saw it, too. I mean, everyone knew that that was a, a you know, a, a mental gaffe on his part. Like, you saw him turn up field at that point. He was feeling himself and yeah, know. You know, just took himself out of it. But the touchdown catch that he did have I mean, that that was a fingertip catch. That's not an easy no, catch. I agree. Put Dalton Kincaid out there to catch that ball, and the ball is getting into the back of the stands with the gloves that he was wearing. By the way, I love that breakdown, too. I didn't know they still made those leather gloves. I mean, I, apparently. Because those are the ones we played with in high school. I was going to say, it looks like he got those out of the Aquinas uh, equipment <laughs> bin, which were, in, which were ironically used from Bill's uh, <laughs> players during training camp. Uh, so, quick fun story. Uh, our trainer at Aquinas was also the, uh, he worked at Bill's training camp. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the year, when the team leaves, they just leave everything, Mm -hmm. right? So whoever wants to take used gloves, cleats, whatever that works, they can just put them in a box and take them away. So this guy was so cool. He collects all the cleats and gloves and everything, and he brings them to Aquinas for us to use. And we're talking, I mean, Ryan, these are hundreds of dollars pair of cleats. These gloves are $80, $90, $100 a piece. Like, this is back when the technology was new, and they all have the NFL logo on, and we felt really, really, really cool. I got a pair of, do you remember Grant Irons, Bill's linebacker? He was a Notre Damer. How could anybody forget Grant Irons? Jeremy's brother, right? 96. You don't remember Grant Irons? Yeah, he was... Yeah, no, I don't, you remember, don't remember Grant, Grant Irons. Okay, so I loved Grant Irons, okay. and I got Grant Irons cleats. We wore the same shoe size, and I knew it because only he and Drew Bledsoe wore these cleats, and Drew Bledsoe's shoe was like five times bigger than mine. Uh huh. I get them, I put them on, I practice with them. I got the nastiest toe infection. Oh. Bro, it was so bad, and I couldn't tell anybody because like, it was one of those things where like, if I tell someone they're going to not let me play, like if I walked, I was in 
agony. Man. And I was like popping it every day to like drain the fluid out of it. Thanks a lot, Grant Irons. The Iron Z is killing me here. But no, that's disgusting. Why would you say that? But awesome that we got all that equipment for free. And dude, now that we're actually talking about this, like I'm very surprised that nobody got a staff infection. No, I got a staff. <laughs> you I clearly I did. You clearly did. <laughs> Yeah, I remember I got a pair of gloves. I got like three or four pairs of gloves and like these are defensive linemen or just linemen in general. Like crazy. Like I swear they look like MMA gloves and I have, you know, completely normal size hands, everybody. Okay. But yeah, he's got tiny. I got tiny hands. Yeah. Now in a normal glove, tiny hand me is, you know, struggling to fill it out. (laughs) Now imagine my tiny hands going into like. Imagine Eric Wood or or you know Richie Incognito, well, like Sam, Sam or Adams Sam Adams, right? At the time, um, like putting his gloves on, like dude, absolutely insane. I remember having to cut the fingers off, and I remember taping every single day the hand or like the the Velcro on the on the wrist because otherwise they're just gonna go flying off. But it said NFL equipment on it, so I'm like, these are mine. You looked like uh, what was the white mitten that sells you pasta? The sh- the, the hamburger uh, helper. Hamburger helper. <laughs> <laughs> Get it back to the Bills game. This defense, man. How yeah. are they doing it? I mean, they... Yeah, no, they had a great game. Game on Sunday. Micah Hyde ain't there. Yep. No problem. Tyler Rapp. Taylor Rapp. Taylor Rapp, whatever. Shut up. You uh, said his name wrong. But Okay, can I also... I don't mean to bitch because I understand... Oh, I know what's coming. I understand why the rules are there, and I'm fine with the 15 yards because Josh milked one, and he's a great actor, and I'm proud of him. You call rough on the passer on the slide there, or the unnecessary roughness on the slide to Dak Prescott. Were you okay with that call? Am I okay with the call? Yeah. He tried to go over him. He didn't make contact with his head. Here's Okay, here's the thing. hmm. Look, I get it. Throw the flag. I'm not, like, standing up screaming about it. However. Well, okay, so if you want to go by the letter of the law... Yeah, he didn't touch. Although I, I I don't remember seeing it on the replay, but Dak was like touching his face, Mike, like like he hit he hit him in the head. Oh yeah, I mean he's a vet; he's gonna sell. Of course, but also too, I think like even if you don't make contact, it looked like he was a missile coming out of nowhere. And and while I think that I think we're on opposite sides of this because to me, Taylor Rapp is a liability. I what? Th- yes, one hundred percent. I think that he's a liability. He is good now. Don't get me wrong; it worked in the Bills' favor this week. But Taylor Rapp is good for at least twenty-five yards of penalties a game when he is in. Hey, fun flash for you here. Sure, every defensive back in the NFL is good for twenty yards in penalties every single game. Okay, if you want, but not a safety. I could see a defensive back no like a quarterback. Uh, the the Steelers have no safeties for their game because, uh, granted, it's an extreme circumstance and that guy's a dick. Every NFL defensive back is good for an unnecessary roughness, you know, unprotected hit, a hit on a slide, or a pass interference every single game. It's the way the game is now. Okay. Well, I don't, I, I can't prove or disprove that. I'll but watch what, the games. But okay, I'm just, I will, I, from now on, I will watch very intently to prove you in, to be incorrect. However, to me, Dak was clearly sliding. Like I could understand if oh, I like, thought he dropped late. You think so? I, th- I th- look. I'm trying to remember the play. Well, Taylor Rapp's running forty thousand miles an hour. Well, Adam, that's his job. Of course, I know. I don't know. It just seemed like to me, it looked like Taylor Rapp is leading with his head. It looked like he was. What do you uh, want him to do? Slide? Well, I want it like. All right, takes him out of the legs with a spike. <sighs> All right. Well, clearly, we're on opposite sides of this. I just, to me, I worry that like. One Taylor Rapp is a liability not only for the uh, for the defense and and penalties. He's also a liability for himself because I feel like he's going to get himself hurt. Okay, and I just I, I don't know. I just don't I just don't see it long term. Taylor Rapp 
being on that roster has saved the Bills season. Okay. Because if he's not there, with all due respect to DeMar Hamlin, sure. that's DeMar Hamlin. And Cam Lewis. And, yeah, and look, take take what happened with DeMar Hamlin, the injury, everything. I think that DeMar Hamlin is an NFL player. Yeah. I don't think he's an everyday safety starter. And the I same agree. thing goes for Cam Lewis. Now, the Bills went out and loaded up on safety. Remember, they cut Dean Marlowe, uh, five-time Bill, five-time cut. Uh, in the offseason, I don't think they thought Hamlin was going to make it back for camp. Yeah. And I'm happy he's on the roster and he's a, but he shouldn't be a guy that is one snap away from being your starting safety for multiple games. Yeah. Taylor Rapp has pl- started three games this I think year. He, he's, he's gotten playing time he's in got, maybe he's five got or pa- six. Well, no, he's gotten playing time in every game. He's got packages where they put him in and they go play when they go that like super small. Okay. So to that point, super big dime, whatever to, they call it. To that point, I don't, th- yeah, I don't think he's been inactive outside of injury. He may have been inactive due to injury, but he's a dressed player every single week. Think about down the stretch, how bad that passing defense was last year. And it's because you had games where you had both Cam Lewis and DeMar Hamlin back there as your starting safeties. And again, they're doing the best they can with what they got. The fact that you got Rap back there now is a lifesaver because at the point, and I love Micah Hyde. I love Micah Hyde. Mm-hmm. The point he's at physically in his career, and you watch it with these jump balls. There's a reason why they're throwing jump balls in his direction. Yeah, yeah. He's a genius. He can put guys where they got to be. He can be in the spot. But when it comes to making a physical play, mm-hmm. I don't think Micah's got it anymore. Yeah, Taylor Rap does. And I feel just as comfortable from a physical physicality standpoint with Rat back there as I do with Micah back there. Okay. All right. Yeah. That's so, your point. Boom right there. Okay. Oh, well, I disagree. But, you know, okay, you do you. Can we talk about Leonard Floyd for a second? No, I don't want to. Leonard effing Floyd. Yeah. No, he's great. Ten and a half sacks. Yeah. He's a scrap heat pickup three weeks before training camp. Signed in June. Yeah. Like what? And he's the first bill with double digit sacks since Lorenzo Alexander, which by the way, I would have lost that bar bet. Yeah, I forgot Lorenzo Alexander had 12 and a half sacks. Yeah. He, he, what former offensive lineman, uh, Lorenzo Alexander converted to, yeah. uh, metal linebacker. His career's over. They bring him out. It's like, Hey, come play special teams. Oh, by the way, here's 12 and a half sacks for you. <laughs> How come we can only get double digit sacks from afterthoughts that we just kind of signed right before the season starts? I know. Oh, at least with Lorenzo Alexander, like he was on the team for a couple of years. And th- no, I think that was his first year. Oh, I, I, I t- years to come. I, well, is Loren- what I mean, I mean Leonard Floyd might be with the way everything's playing out with, I mean, Epinesa is going to be a free agent coming up here. I love AJ Epinesa, but you, by the way, you did that without AJ Epinesa on yeah, Sunday too. No, for sure. Yeah. Amazing. Um, I mean, Greg Rousseau, he's going to be here for a little while. But then yep. you look at Shaq Lawson, he's probably not long for the roster next year. And who yep. knows what happens with Von Miller, everything going on. You're forgetting Kingsley Jonathan. They love Kingsley Jonathan. They really do. I love Kingsley Jonathan. It's a wonderful name. It's it, His last name's a first name, and his first name's a last name. Yeah, you're right. It's crazy. But yeah, no, I mean, I just, I just don't see a world where, especially when you have to pay Josh next year, that you're going to be able to afford uh, someone like Leonard Floyd, Leonard Floyd, especially considering he's going to have a ton of suitors. Yeah, I would possible. imagine. I mean, he's in early thirties, right? Uh, like, I mean, he's coming to the, he's on the downslope of his career. Yeah. But, it, but you, you clearly like at least for a one or two year deal for some pretty good money, I would imagine. I mean, we'll find out. You're right. You can't, if you want, if he's going to demand big time money, mm-hmm. you can't afford to have that many older defensive ends. Cause as you see, injury can make him fall off a cliff. Of course. What, who, are you, who are you talking about? Uh, you know who I'm talking about. God, oh. it, uh, oh, it makes me so uncomfortable. I think that it's unfortunate that the people, uh, like the statisticians for the NFL, continue to not recognize Von Miller for all of his contributions yeah, no, I hear you, over man. the last six yeah, weeks. No, that, that guy's had it real rough. The fact that... Um, yeah. No, let's, let's have pity on that guy. <laughs> 
No, please, let's let's fight for that guy's half a tackle that you were upset he didn't make the stat sheet with because if one guy can't catch a break <laughs> the last couple of weeks, you want to keep going with this point or? No, I think we stuck the landing on that one. Okay, great. <laughs> It's that time of year, Ryan. As we tape this, we are six days away from Christmas. Oh, yeah. And here's the thing, man. Uh, right now is the best time to get Bill's Christmas gifts for the people that may want them. And I'm going to give you a tip room. I'm going to help you out here. Okay. But the thing that sucks about having a diehard Bill's fan in your life, you think it's easy. Just go get him something Bill's. Mm-hmm. When, in fact, it's the opposite. Oh. And we'll get into it next. It's Let's Go Duffalo, the Odyssey app. Ravage podcast. More Bill stuff. <laughs> and look, we're going to help you out here. If you haven't done the uh, whole Christmas shopping thing yet, or you're looking for inexpensive Bill stuff for yourself, tip a buddy. Today is, as we record this, it's December 19th. Okay, so maybe it's more for you then. But the thing about having a Bill's fan in your life is you think, no problem, we can just do Bill stuff. Sure. Sometimes it actually works against you. What? No, it doesn't. Let's go Duffalo, the Odyssey app. We have your podcast. His name is Ryan Duffy. Hello. My name is Pat Duffy. Uh, just a little while. We have to figure out for the first time in a long time mm-hmm. uh, what's making Ryan sad. And despite the fact that he's had over a month to come up with something, <gasps> every say, here's what's going to happen in the commercial. Break. Oh, no. We're going in. And we have to talk about opposing fan bases because I was on the road last week, which is why I was having a hard time finding time to do the show sure, in Kansas City. Yep. And, uh, man, it was remarkable. Mm. We'll get into it. Uh, just a little while here. Let's go, Duffalo on the Odyssey app. We have your podcast. Merry Christmas, my friend. Merry Christmas to you, too, brother. Thank you. Uh, we have our big family Christmas Eve party coming up. Sure do. It's going to be a, a hoot nanny. And there are a couple of definites at the Duffy Christmas Eve party here at my house here. Mm-hmm. Count them off. One, my wife will do five karaoke songs. Oh, yeah. And it's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Uh, two. The, the Rivers of Babylon, or like, what was the, the, I don't know. Dad's going to do Brandy. Oh, yeah. Or Jesse's Girl. Both of, He's going to do both of those songs. <laughs> and then put ladies that he sees in the room in, <laughs> in place of Brandy. And the third definite is there will be multiple Buffalo Bills gifts exchanged uh-huh. during the get-together. Sure. And that becomes kind of a problem. Now, before we get there, uh, here's a tip or for you. Okay. Right now, at Dick's. And Fanatics, mm-hmm. Bill's jerseys are 25% off. Really? Yes, they are. Okay. That never happens. So, like, the re, the ones that you can, uh, like, the you know, the regular fan ones yeah, yeah. are under 100 bucks right now. Wow. The Bill's website, I believe, are even more discounted. Uh, the on-field game-worn ones that cost 350 bucks, mm-hmm. I think, are around 200 bucks. although they only have Josh and Tredavious White. Wow. I know. But here's the thing. It's not the only stuff you can save on right now. Mm -hmm. Because what I like to call, Ryan, the Bill's economy Mm -hmm. has Mm -hmm. blown up the last five years. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, it's correlation with supply and demand. You can see it, Ryan, in what I like to call the Bill's Wegman Section Index. Okay. All right. 
When we were kids mm-hmm. and the Bills were going to Super Bowl after Super Bowl, yeah. Wegmans had a massive section of Bills hats and sweatshirts and balls and posters at all times. Yeah, they had like a little alcove that was just completely dedicated to, you know, anything Bills related. They had the VHA, VHS video yearbook tapes you could buy. Of course. That our dad always bought despite having season tickets and watching every moment and of not a working games. And not a working VCR. Uh, and every game that he recorded to see if he could see himself back when he got home. All of those things. <laughs> And then he, by the way, that's a true story. He would record Bill's games not to watch film, but to watch back to see if he made it on television. Then uh, he smartened up and he got a sign that he put right in front of his seats that said, go Bill's the Duffies. What do you think? It was like 10 feet long. Yeah, that was like that nylon like one, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And he would bring it, it had a shamrock on it and a Bill's logo and everything. Mm-hmm. And he would fast forward through the games to see uh, if the sign made it. Then... Uh, he realized that sometimes it would make it in the back of football cards. Mm-hmm. So he started collecting football cards that had our family in the back of it. And when I say our family, we mean him and his buddies that he would take to the game. <laughs> but here's the thing. Uh, going back to the Wegmans Bill section index, mm-hmm. as the drought hit, that section started to shrink. Sure. And it went from a section in the store to a rack in the store, and it stayed that way for many, many years. And the Josh arrives, Ryan, and the bill section at Wegmans explodes again with all the things you could want. I will say, though, and I don't know if you're going to touch on this, but like normal, like a normal economy or just, you know, availability of something, the waters were tested, you know? Like, at, at any given time, you know, we we have a big name come in. You got the, you know, T.O.'s, right? Okay, T.O. Was, was an aberration. Of course. But my point is that, like, you have kind of, like, abstract products that go along the Flutie Flakes mm-hmm. kind of line, you know? You're right. You're so right. you get Josh's Jacks coming in. Okay, it's Josh cereal with no Buffalo Bills branding, by the way. Just a white helmet and a blue jersey, which is so funny to me. And then you start to see Stefan Diggs's, uh hot sauce. Maker. By the way, that's a legitimately good hot sauce. I've never had the hot my sauce. My daughter loves it. I'm a big fan of his blue cheese. But I've de- I haven't had the hot sauce. But then you see all the barbecue sauces and hot sauces of him of Josh's, you know, whatever. Sure. Then you got the JA seventeen roast of coffee and blends available in K cups and, and whole beans. And now here's where we are. Okay, but here's the thing: this season has been a test for bandwagon Bills fans. Has it? Uh, well, there's been several points where they were at five hundred later in the season, which we hadn't seen before. Yeah, good point. And there was this massive push for the last couple of years to get as many Bills logoed, player logoed things out for sale everywhere as they could, thinking everyone would want it. A strike while the iron's hot, baby. And then all of a sudden, this season happened, and Ooh. although the Bills are in a good spot now. They have way too much stuff. Yeah. Bandwagon fans stop buying. A lot of surplus inventory. So you can get a lot of great stuff relatively cheap at this moment. Sure. Would that fly in your home Christmas gift wise? If I got my wife something? Like, like the wife what do you and mean? Kids. Let's say you did the wife and kids. You go to Wegmans or the Dick's Outlet, which we have here in Rochester, which yeah. is awesome, by the yeah. way. Or, you know, you order the stuff on Fanatics or the Bills website. Uh-huh. If you did an all Bills Christmas just to save a bunch of money, <laughs> would that be a problem? Um, if it was for my daughters, no, not at all. I'd buy them anything Bills branded that I can get my hands on. Okay. With my wife, though, it's like we buy each other like bills related gifts throughout the year. You know what I mean? Like if, um, yeah, just like, like homage has been a good, uh, you know, resource for us to get like the throwback things. There's a whole ton of like local people that make bills related, like apparel sure. and stuff. Yes. Uh, it's, it's, it's not just regulated to Christmas, All you right. know? So here's my question. Christmas time. 
Who can you supply with Bill's gifts on Christmas? So you say your wife is out on Bill's Christmas. It, 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 well, she wouldn't be out on it. I'm sure she would appreciate it, but I want to put a little bit more thought into it. Okay. But the kids, no problem? No. Because yeah, I will. No. What I, do they know? I get my girls some kind of Bills or Sabres theme gift every single year. And I use Christmas and their birthdays to update their jerseys when they've grown out of their jerseys. As is New York State law. Right? Like Claire, my youngest, needs a new one because she had a Devin Singletary one I got her three Christmases ago. Mm -hmm. And that's just bad juju. He had a good uh, uh, game against, what was it? Who did they play? Oh, uh, Uh, yeah. He almost had a uh, walk-off in Houston. A walk-off overtime. uh, Yeah. Came back on the hold. Thanks a lot, jerk. (laughs) But here's the thing, Ryan. The thing that sucks about being a diehard Bills fan around Christmas time mm-hmm. is you're going to get Bills stuff that you either A, already have, mm-hmm. or B, you don't want. That's what that's what sucks, because one, I'm, you finish your you're thought, going to tear you, it you, apart. You go ahead, you go ahead, you go ahead. So the, you said there was bad for two reasons. One, you're going to get stuff you already have. Okay. Two, Bills stuff you don't want. Okay, so first point. If I get something that I already have, now I got an extra. Now I got something that I can like, give me give me uh, an example of something that like oh no I can't have two of these a jersey oh no I can't have another jersey hanging in my closet in case that two one gets barbecue sauce one? on it two of the same one oh no I now I have two I, I'm not I pale in comparison to your collection don't uh, get me wrong yeah, you do. but like I'll t- I have like three EJ Manuel jerseys I have four Ryan Fitzpatrick jerseys like I'm gonna I'm gonna stockpile whatever I can if you have another example feel free to throw it at no, me but I'm saying it's different if you go find him at like a thrift store and you buy it for five bucks and you got two I'm talking about like I spent a whole bunch of money on this and then somebody else spent a whole bunch of money and now I got the two of the same one not nah, dude here's the thing I'm going when I see that Bill's branding that that you know standing buffalo that flying buffalo whatever the case when I open that gift I'm going to think to myself what a lovely gesture from the person who is giving me this gift because they know me okay. as a person. Okay, fair enough. So I, whether or not I By have way, it already. I, because I know you know some of our friends and family listen to this that will be gifting you. I know you're full of crap and you're saying this. That's, you, well, you're not my wife and my wife knows me better than anybody else. And she knows for a fact that I would rather have four. I, I'm perfectly okay with having four different pairs of the same Bill's like slippers. Sidebar. I think we both know we're being honest with each other that we know each other better than our spouses know each Probably. other but that's fine <laughs> go on you were saying you don't share a room for 18 years and not know somebody so the deep- things i caught you doing <laughs> so number gross. one number one debunked what was number two uh number two is something that you don't actually want that okay. has a bills logo on okay it. well don't i'm sorry the limit me. does not exist okay. because if i i'm gonna take anything that i can get the more abstract the better no but that's just it i'm with you i like the weird stuff it's like the standard like you go into like the front of target or wegman's and it's like here's a mug with a bills logo on it it's great says, like, world's i love biggest coffee fan. okay thanks uh, so much number one fan uh, it's right finally uh, something that speaks to me or like one of those like plain ass like you know t-shirts you find at marshall's with just like the charging buffalo that says you know like bill's football wow great now i can mow the lawn in something comfortable okay you're see uh, yeah but that's the difference between you and i okay you i'll take whatever i can get (laughs) (laughs) you're gonna get bill okay Look, I, I, I'm not going to speak for you. Fine. You're just a hoarder or whatever. Sure. And that's me being the world's biggest Bills hoarder saying that to you. Mm-hmm. But you know what a co- what kind of a collector I am. Mm-hmm. I collect jerseys and autographs, and I love weird stuff. Like you sure. said, the weirder, the better. Mm-hmm. I have multiple cleats used by former Bills players. That that all have syphilis inside of them. I No, I'm saying I bought these and have never <laughs> worn them after the Grant Irons experience, which is my favorite Alan Parsons Project cover band. <laughs> 
Carwell Gardner, former Bills fullback. I have a pair of game-used. I'm not exaggerating. I'll show them to you. I have a pair of game-used Carwell Gardner cleats. Nice. And I love them. And my wife, here's the problem. Sure. Does not have the Bills knowledge to get me something that is going to knock my Carwell Gardner cleats off. Okay. And that's okay. And that's okay. I'm fine. I understand. Like, I am very strange, borderline sick yep. when it comes to this stuff. Uh-huh. But here's, here's the problem. My wife's still going to try. Sure. And I'm going to have to find a place for whatever thing she gets me. Oh, my God. Wow. Which is you taking whole, up. What a burden you carry. No, but like, listen, I got a whole bunch of really. We just finished my basement. Yeah. And I now have 37 years of bills and sabers and all kinds of weird stuff collecting Mm -hmm. that I'm trying to fit. And I realized that I have way too much stuff, even for the extra space that we have. First part of fixing a problem is admitting that you have one. Okay. And I'm still buying new stuff because now, like, in my head, I'm like, oh, I'll go through space. It's an episode of Hoarders that we've all seen before. And you were just giving me garbage. But here's the problem. Look in the mirror, Pat. Look, I just got four autographed big pictures. Okay. Uh, I got a Billy Shaw. Sure. Uh, I got a Marv Levy. Okay. And they're all framed. Yep. I got a, I, I bought frames for them. I got a Tarrant, Taron Johnson. Thank you. Good job. Blowing up a Patriot. The ball's coming out of his hands. Okay. And I got a Stevie and he's, Stevie Johnson, he's holding up his shirt and it says, Happy New Year. Oh. And then he autographed it, and then it says, why so serious underneath? But these things take up a lot of space, mm-hmm. right? And I'm going to hang them, and they're going to look awesome. Sure, like sure. matted frame. He told him, told it to himself to himself. And my wife is going to get me, like, you know, like some, like, cowbell. Yeah, like, you know, like a Bill's, like, it's like a wood plaque that has, like, a Bill's logo with a circle. It says, Bill's number one fan. And I'm like, oh, this is great. Yeah, it's handmade on Etsy, you cruel okay, jerk. Like, that, that sucks. <laughs> That thing sucks. Man, you're really leaning into it. Bro, today. I'm sorry. Like, she's not going to listen to this. It sucks. <laughs> I don't want to hang that up. But if I don't hang that up, my, well, like my kids. All right. Can I tell you something terrible? Sure. Yeah. I, I welcome it. A couple of years ago, mm-hmm. my kids got me. It's they a, woke up one day and they said, we love you. <laughs> it's a piece of wood. Sure. And it's painted. And this is not like an Etsy thing. This is like an NFL produced thing. Like, okay. You know, mass yeah, produced. Yeah. It's got a bottle opener on it. Got it. It's got a Bill's logo. Mm-hmm. And it said, number one Bill's dad on it. Sure. Come on. Really? Okay. But they didn't make it. They just saw it at the store. We're like, I want this. Like, Dude, it was it was with no heart. You're sick. There you're was no legi- heart. There you're was no legitimately heart. sick. There was no heart. You need to, you, I'm like, oh, you could stop recording this if you want to. This could be off the record. No. You need to see a therapist. No, no, I'm serious. Like, what is, spe- what's special about that? The, the, what's special about that? I will explain to you, please you, go. you go. completely heartless Grinch, is that they're walking through and seeing something that, that they want to get for you. Okay. Where you say what they need to take out the wood planer and the, the lathe and, and craft something out of birch wood for you no. in order for it to be sentimental. No, 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 no. no. I would much rather prefer, if we're being honest, that they may like hand a me- gift card. No, they <laughs> <laughs> if they handmade me a card and like they drew a picture, that would mean so much more. I know my kids. Yeah. They walk through the store, they were like, that's his dad and Bill's on it. They bought it, they bring it home, and now I gotta hang this crappy ass, mass produced bandwagon Bill's fan thing in my man cave, and it's taken up valuable space that could be taken up by my autographed Hanson Brothers Chiefs. Cover Sports Illustrated blown up by the three of them. 
Okay. What do I do with that now? And that's the difference between you and I. I got a pennant that I got in London that has the Bills and Jags helmet on it next to the coin they use for the coin flip, and I got nowhere to put that stuff, but I got to put up this cheese ball ass, stupid ass Bills number one dad bottle. I don't even drink bottled beer. <laughs> I drink it out of cans. Bottles don't fit in my mini fridge. My what God. do I do with I, it? Like you're, you are adding a lot of insight. What do to, I do with uh, it? You know, what do you do with it? You hang it up, and when you walk by it, you're you're flooded with the memories of the the wonderful the day that it was given to you, and the and the 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 season of like that particular Christmas. Okay. I see an ornament that I that I that we got for my my oldest daughter when like the year she was born, and it's like. I see it. I could cry every single time. Oh my god, you're so sensitive. Everyone should love Ryan. No, dude, you listen I'm a, to me. You go, oh, I'm such a good dad. I'm, you know, I'm such a good husband. I'm telling you, I'm telling you you're in the minority. <laughs> you're a monster, bro. You've been in my basement uh-huh. along with all the memorabilia. Are literally a hundred five by seven pictures of all of the games and events and things that me and my daughters and wife have done. Sure. I have pictures of all of us at every stadium we've been to. I got pictures of me and my girls playing hockey together and, you know, Frontier Field where the Red Wings play Bay, excuse me, uh, innovative, innovative, park. innovative, whatever innovative field. Thank you. Uh, like my whole f- basement is memories. And I do the same thing where I walk by those pictures and I have that moment where I go, Oh my God, that was so much fun. Look how big these girls have gotten. Mm-hmm. It's not about the, in the kits in the cradle in the silver spoon. Did you give that a gift receipt? <laughs> it's not about the sentiment. When's it going back as soon as possible? December 26th. Yeah. But I really appreciate the thought. No, I don't. Because there was no thought. And that's what I'm getting at. <laughs> like, I, if I, I am happy, I love putting all, because all that memorabilia is just memories to me. That's all it is, right? It brings me back to a game or a moment or how much I loved a player or right. my family, all these things. So when you buy me some mass-produced piece of crap, <laughs> just don't buy anything with a Bills logo on it for do, me. Do your kids have the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast? <laughs> because because I think it's time to put some uh, parental restrictions around their app use. Look, they're getting old enough where I can say this right to their face. <laughs> right? 13 years old. They're getting old enough to pay for therapy on their own. Put a little thought into it. Well, no, I mean, you know, I am sounding like dad right now. <laughs> I stand and by the it. cats in the cradle and the silver spoon. Brandy! <laughs> All right, let's take a break. Uh, we're going to find out what's making Ryan sad. Sure. Going to do that here. And, uh... There are fan bases we like more than others. I think we've had this conversation in the past year, but mm-hmm. it's not so much about fan bases that you see at the bar or places like that or people you know. I'm talking about in person on their own turf okay. or when they're in your stadium. And we'll get into it next. Let's go Duffalo, the Odyssey app, Beach podcast. you know and a lot of times as a bills fan if you have the opportunity to go on the road and see the bills in another stadium it's Mm -hmm. a culture shock what was interesting about going to kansas city was it was not the culture shock i anticipated it to be okay and it brings up a discussion about what you expect and what you see from other fans 
Mm. Let's go Duffalo, the Odyssey Upper Beach Podcast. He's Ryan Duffy. Hello. You're welcome for him not being solo today. Oh, please. How did you talk by yourself for 56 minutes? Um, I'm charismatic. You're not. I uh, am insightful. No. I... Honestly, you know, just all well-rounded. If I could just do a little behind-the-scenes thing. Sure. Here. Uh, I mean, you've said a lot of insulting things to me throughout my life. You can't hurt. I mean, yeah. We, we hurt course. each other so much. It's, it, you know, doesn't normally register. Right. Although, with one thing that really pissed me off is after the second solo show, mm-hmm. I had seen you. Yeah. And you go, man, this is actually hard. Uh-huh. The job I, I've been doing for 15 years. Yeah. You thought, you thought I just woke up and... Went in and just I mean, was like, blah, 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 blah. I mean, like, look. Could have fooled me. It's the greatest job <laughs> in the world. But for you to look me in the face and be like, hey, you know that thing you dedicated your life to? Yeah. Not easy. Yeah. I can't just do it with no experience or learning. I mean, I walked right into the break room. I've been carrying that show since, uh, what, September? So Yeah, ratings have plummeted. Have they? Yes. <laughs> Merry Christmas. But for those of you looking for a little solo Ryan time, I got great news for you. What's that? It's time for everyone's favorite segment. Mm. What's making Ryan sad? Oh, boy. You know, historically, the holiday season can be a little bit depressing for some people. Going into, you know, the days are shorter. The, um, you know, holidays aren't the happiest times for, for everybody. For God's sakes, man, we don't have 56 minutes now. We just get to what's making you sad. It's hard to be sad after such a great win. Yeah, we know. However, what there was something that was making me sad. And that was the idea that I had to root for teams to win okay. in order to benefit the Bills and then those coming up empty. Well, I mean, we got help from... Uh... We got help from the... Uh, I literally can't think of anybody who we got help from. The Lions from. beat the Broncos. The Lions beat the Broncos. There's one. That allowed us to jump one spot, I think it was. I think we jumped the the Broncos. Look, I know there's a lot being made of the number, where the Bills are. That does not matter. Mm-hmm. You get to 10 wins, you're going to be fine. Sure. Okay, so fair enough. But we did not get help from what looked to be a Titans win. Yeah, thanks a lot, Mike Vrabel. Right. Uh, we did not get help from uh, the Jake Brown, the second coming of Jake Browning. Okay, he's done. The, the book is out on him. It's uh, over. Fair enough, but whatever the case. And honestly, I'm happy Although for. Although they are playing a really bad Steelers team this week. They, either way, I'm I'm happy for Jake Browning because he's you can't get more of a revenge game. And he literally said it on the sideline. Did you see that clip? Yes, I did. Oh my god, it was awesome. Like I get chills thinking about it. Like good for him. Um, and then didn't get any help from the likes of the Patriots, which obviously I don't think anyone was banking on from the Jets, which I was kind of thinking at least like, okay, maybe the Jets, you know, they played well last After that week. first performance, no chance. Terrible. So all, all in all, there wasn't a whole lot falling our way as far as the other teams in the AFC. However, while that does make me sad, it was a little bit exhilarating to oh, kind of watching the other games. Uh, 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 yes. But like the idea of like, it was nostalgic. Let me put it that way. How so? Where, for what for 17 years at the end of this at the end of seasons we're paying attention to other games of like well if the Steelers beat the uh the Browns and the Browns are going to be uh falling back and the Bills are going to be now on the graphic for in the hunt you know what I mean like it was that like nostalgic feeling of like watching the like seeing how the other chips well, are going to fall we have done that the last couple of years fighting for that top seed for the top seed yes but 
but not to make the playoffs. Like that's a completely different situation. Yeah, I'm not having as much fun with that as you seem to be right. Well, now. Here, well, that's the thing. Like it's it's conflicting because it's sad that we we have to that we're in this situation. Mm-hmm. But if I'm being honest, it is a bit exhilarating and a bit nostalgic and and like kind of fun, I guess. So two things I want to touch on to your point. Uh, when it comes to the Bills, we talked about this a second ago. If the Bills went out, which I'm feeling good about right now. It would they would be eleven and six. And there is only a tiny, tiny, tiny percentage that they don't control their own destiny. And it's so infinitesimal it's not even worth talking about. And in reality, if you get to ten wins, you are most likely making the playoffs here. Mm. Because the teams that are ahead of us start to play each other. And you're interesting. And okay. you're relying on these teams that I mean, let's be real, they're not world beaters. Like Garner Minshew has the ability to roll a stinker out there. Jake sure. Browning has the ability to roll a stinker out there. Any mm-hmm. game of the week, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you look at the teams ahead of us, and it's like okay. Well, to be fair, the Bills have shown this season, and they haven't in the last couple of weeks. But the Bills have shown this season that they can roll a stinker out there. Sure, but the Bills also, if you look at trends, and I always go trends in the NFL until the trends prove me wrong. Sure, the Bills go on a run at the end of the season. The Dolphins collapse. Okay. And we're watching it. We're watching it happen. And I've been saying it Did all we, season long. Because they just blanked the Jets. After they lost in unbelievably crushing fashion to the Titans. Right. Okay. That loss was inexplicable. Sure. <laughs> okay, yeah. Okay, I mean, look, we were counting on the Dolphins to lose the last three, right? That's what yeah. I was banking on is you were going to lose to Dallas, you were going to lose to Baltimore, you were going to lose to the Bills. The Bills, yeah. You just gave the Bills the ability to lose another game. You realize that, right? And still have a shot at the division, depending on what happens with Dallas, Baltimore, and Buffalo. Hmm. It's it's there is now a chance that if the Bills continue to win and uh, Dolphins lose one of the next two, the Bills will be going into that game as the top seed of the AFC East. Could be, yeah. I mean, not that yeah, it matters because the per, game the game is the winner. Percentage wise, though, as far as winning the AFC East, did you see Steve Kornacki on Sunday in Football Night in America? Sixty forty. Uh, 70-30. Or 75-25. No, it's 60. I saw 60-40 in the New York Times, and it's much closer than that. Oh, New York Times is way more reputable than uh, uh, Steve Kornacki. I don't know if they're reputable. Right. Reputable, reputable, possibly. possibly. I, well, let me refute what I was saying before. You don't want to say, refute it? <laughs> suck. <laughs> the second thing I want to touch on real quick, and this made me all kinds of warm inside. Sure. Uh, you know, you brought up the Jets-Dolphins game. Sure. And before that Dolphins game, the Jets were not mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And what made it even more exciting is just days before that Dolphins game, mm-hmm. the Jets came out and said that Aaron Rodgers, Oh yeah, yeah. you know, as long as they're alive, he's going to play this year. Oh, yeah, totally. He's coming back. He had a uh, goal for Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. And we lost the ability to see Aaron Rodgers yeah. play Back this season after tearing his ACL opening weekend. I mean, Achilles. Or, yeah, whatever. Who cares? Neither of it's true. <laughs> what are the odds, man, that just days before Aaron Rodgers and the team makes the announcement that the Jets, who are arguably the worst team in the league, mm-hmm. are playing uh, one of the teams with the best records in the NFL that already blew them out by 40 points? Mm-hmm. <sighs> That they beat them and they get mathematically eliminated. We were so close, Ryan. We were right there. Yeah. Oh, my God. Can we be done? Like, Bro, I worked in stand-up comedy, and I work on the radio. My job is getting as much attention as possible, Mm -hmm. and I enjoy it. Clearly. I have never met a man in my life who enjoys it. Do you not get enough attention with your hundreds of millions of dollars and your primetime NFL games 
and your appearances weekly on the Pat McAfee podcast and all of the autograph shows that you can do in the offseason if you want to and walking around and everyone recognizing you and every woman being willing, you know, like celebrity women be willing to date you and do all kinds of things. That's not enough attention. You need more attention than that with this blatant BS story that you were going to come back and play this year, you dumbass. I mean... With your... We both, doctor? Know, we, we both know the answer to that question. Well, but I just don't get it. I mean, I kind of do. What? Oh I, oh, I get the fact that, like, it's never enough, you know? Like, you, you, you want to be... It, anytime you're not in the headline or you're not being talked about is a missed opportunity. No, that makes sense for, like, a pop star or an actor. Mm-hmm. His job, but not an egomaniac. No, no, no. But oh, yeah, but that's my point. Like his job does not rely on all the attention he can get. Of course, I don't think it's related to him being an NFL quarterback. I think that's a personal characteristic, and of that's him. what's so strange about it is it's that to the nth degree. Sure, it's insane. Yeah. That being said, I'd like to talk about myself for a second. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I had mentioned yesterday. You had mentioned in the solo show that. Uh, uh, I was in Kansas City last week, which yeah. is part of the reason why you had to do the solo show. Sure. And uh, for those who don't know, uh, my boss uh, at WCMF, uh, he works out of Kansas City. We had never met each other before, and they uh, wanted to fly me out to Kansas City. Uh, I got a, I was sitting in the suite. I got no big deal. I'm just telling you what happened. I'm, I'm, I'm saying no big deal with a clap. Well, no, I'm letting you know that I couldn't afford to do any of this on my own. It was all the company. <laughs> Uh, we had on-field passes, which was one of the coolest experiences ever. For the record, too, I saw the one of the videos that you sent. I don't know if you posted this, but did you see Spencer Brown in the background going like, hey? Yes, I did. He waved at me. That's pretty cool. I didn't think he knew who I was. Um, I don't think. What? Well, <laughs> you think Spencer Brown knew who you were? Well, we've interacted before. Dude, he saw you on the field of a visiting team with a Bills outfit on, and that's why he's waving at you. you. Know, we, you, do, you th- do you honestly think that starting right guard for the Buffalo Bills, or tackle for the Buffalo Bills, Spencer Brown okay, now you're gonna while he's something. getting while he's getting something. ready and getting himself into the zone pre-game uh-huh. of a game that is so paramount for the Bills to win in a very hostile environment okay. while he's getting ready across the halfway across the country he says is that Pat Duffy now you make me say something no I don't think he knows my name but after that when <laughs> I was just standing there he came over and said hey what's up Tell me more about how Aaron Rodgers loves the attention. I was not going to say anything about this, and you brought it up. Yeah, I didn't bring it up. You brought no, it up. Uh, you brought up the Spencer Brown thing. And you were the one who said, yeah, I didn't think you would recognize I me. I didn't want to tell the back end story. <laughs> You're ridiculous. By the way, my daughters thought that was Josh Allen, and I have not changed. I, I'm like, yeah. yeah. And, Josh you, Allen, and you're Dan it. Kelly. <laughs> So anyway, the reason I bring this up is I had never been to Arrowhead before. And, you know, I've traveled a bunch sure. seeing the Bills on the road. I've been very fortunate to be able to do that. It was amazing. Mm -hmm. Everything about that trip to Kansas City was amazing. That stadium is a sight to behold. Really? Yes. Now, it was built the same time as whatever the hell they're calling the stadium in Orchard Park now. Yeah. But those two stadiums are worlds apart. They took immaculate care of it. Mm -hmm. And, like, when you come around the corner, it's so high. Mm -hmm. It's, like, breathtaking. It's Aaron Rodgers. (laughs) And... Right, it looks like they built it yesterday. Like That's when you crazy. get up close, it was insane. Inside this stadium, there is a museum to the AFL in one of the concourses that is open for everyone to walk through, and it's got memorabilia from every AFL original team. Bill cool. stuff, Bronco stuff, Jet stuff. It was one of the coolest things I've ever seen. And then I, uh, you know, I had the ability to go into the suite. So, no big deal. 
it was like a TWA, uh, what do you call those things? Like a lounge? Yeah, from like the 1960s. But okay. it was like immaculate. Like they designed it to keep it like that retro feel. Everything about the stadium had this retro feel. It was so cool. It was the antithesis of what we have. In, it's what we should have been doing this whole time in Buffalo. Interesting. Um, that's that's cool to know because anytime I watch a Chiefs game on TV. It looks like garbage. It looks like booty, man. Yes, like, like, I was on the field. The field looks like our lawns in the middle of July. Like it's, it's, a, it's a grass field, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's terrible. I'm standing on it. There was no give. Like I'm watching in warm-ups, Bill's tight ends warm up, and the field is just flying all over the place. Outside of the field, the stadium was gorgeous. Really? Gorgeous. I loved it, and I was jealous because you know I don't want this new stadium. Sure. I don't want sure, it. Sure, I want to sure. keep the history. These Chiefs fans are going to be able to hold on to their original AFL history for the next 30, 40 years if they want to. I mean, whose fault is that then? I mean, like, are you? is that a Ralph Wilson I don't issue? Know. Or I don't know. Is that, a, is that a municipality thing? I or? don't know if Kansas City built that stadium the right way to begin with and kept taking care of it, whereas yeah. they didn't. I mean, there's a thousand different reasons why. Sure. However, but it's good to know that it's cool, you know. Good for you. Happy you got to go. And then the fans were amazing. Really? They were amazing. They right? didn't rob you at gunpoint to try to fuel their uh, continued uh, game day experiences? So I'm walking through the parking Chief's lot. Chief's Hall reference. Yeah. Okay. That was a deep cut. Was it? He's like super popular. Could have just said Chief's Hall <laughs> up front. Was Chief's Hall there? Stupid. Stupid. <laughs> Stupid. S-T-U-P-I-T. So uh, I have never been to an NFL stadium that had the same tailgate experience as Orchard Park. Okay. And they did not have the same tailgate experience, mm -hmm. but it was as close as I've seen before. Same so, but different. Uh, well, I mean, I'm saying it wasn't as extreme as Orchard Park, right? Okay. But you had the same kind of layout. Everyone's around the state. There's nothing else to do but tailgate. They got the tents up and they're doing all that good thing. It's, you know, the stadium is out in the burbs a little bit, mm -hmm. right? So you have the space to go do what you want to do. It's 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 the same exact feel, just not as extreme. It was funny, though. It was like 45 degrees. It was a beautiful day. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, that's cold in Kansas City. Oh, gosh. Because people had, like, propane heaters out. The guy I was with, who's a Chiefs fan, he's like, he's got, like, multiple jackets on. He's like, oh, I almost didn't bring my coat from the home. <laughs> like, it's 45 degrees. I'll just, you know. 45 in sun? Like, dude, I'll yeah. take that all day. Was, put a beer sweater on, and we're good to go. <laughs> but, I mean, I had two people that were rude to me out of 70,000 people. Okay. And, and everybody else was, like, super welcoming. Like, there was one point where I instinctively, like, jumped up and cheered on that first Bills touchdown. Yeah. And no, I'm sorry. It was the AJ S interception. And I look around and I go, because I'm blue in a sea of red. Sure. Where I am. Yep. And I go, I'm sorry, sorry. And one of the guys behind me goes, hey, man, you are allowed to cheer for you. He was like serious. It was like an 80 sitcom dad. <laughs> you are allowed to cheer for your team. Listen up, everybody. He goes, we have the same passion that you have. And I respect it. And I go, thanks. Carl Winslow. <laughs> what? And then you guys kiss. Everyone was great. We were laughing, having a good time, except towards the end when they got kind of pissed off. But I wasn't like rubbing it into their faces or anything. Smart move on your part. I think like, yeah, I th I'm all about the mutual respect game as far as, you know, like welcoming anyone to come in to see a yeah, game or whatever. They the were case. great. That's cool. Uh, good to know, um, especially after, you know, the hatred that I have brewing for all of Kansas City and Missouri as a as a state. Uh, after the last couple of seasons of watching Brittany Mahomes dump champagne all over the Bills. Yeah, she might be the worst. I didn't get to meet her. I don't know what the situation is there. Mm. So uh, when it comes to the best opposing fans, because what, what teams have you gone on the road with? I have seen uh, the Dolphins. I have seen as a Bills okay, game. Let's walk, let's walk down this road together with you and I. Okay. Because we've both been to Detroit. Yeah. 
but you haven't been to a Detroit for a Bills game. I have not been there for a Bills game. So no. your experience with Detroit fans not being there for a Bills game was? Fantastic. I mean, completely neutral. Like, I mean, I was just there in, in no, a No, but like your vibe from Detroit Lions fans. Oh, it was great. Yeah, no, everyone was super nice. I mean, it felt a similar vibe to Buffalo. Just obviously the drinking in going on. <laughs> drinking in. Yeah, a lot I mean, of so- drinking in going on yeah, as yeah. far as Western New York's concerned. But like. And and with the Ford Field being right in the middle of downtown Detroit, like there's not a lot of opportunity to do that. But like, and it's a great indoor stadium. It was awesome. I thought I thought everyone was really nice. So I've been there for two Bills games. I went to the Thanksgiving Day game last year, and then one one of the worst Bills games of all time, Roscoe Parish, I believe it was. Mm. So, well, maybe it was Terrence McGee. They get a punt return at halftime. They're down like seven six. It was the most drought Bills game ever. Uh-huh. He returns the punt with no time left. To the two-yard line. Oh, I remember that. I remember that. And I'm losing my mind. Who But in both times that I went, everyone, same kind of situation. Like, we, you know, both both Rust Belt cities, yeah. like, we're in it together. The teams weren't very good at the time, mm-hmm. neither of them. So, like, I had a blast. It's almost like nobody wins, but everybody wins. But even last year when the Bills, <laughs> the Bills are good, they're there for Thanksgiving for their premier game. The Lions are on their way up. Like, everyone's starting to feel good about it. Like, mm-hmm. I had a blast in that crowd. I was there with my wife and kids. Everyone treated us great. We laughed. We had a good time. Yeah. You know, we high-fived. Until the until Stefan Diggs put the dagger in. No, even then they were laughing about it. I mean, I like, mean that's actually fun, and and that's that's kind of cool to know um, that they would kind of find the the joy. In the after whole thing. the initial shock of <laughs> I cannot believe that just happened, we had a laugh about. Well, it. they did. They have a winning. Did they make the playoffs last year? Uh, no, they missed it by a game. Remember, a but game. they beat, but they beat Green Bay and, all, and kept them out of. The that's playoffs. right. That's right. Um, so I was gonna say, like maybe at the, like at that point in the season, they didn't, they weren't sure that they were gonna make the playoffs. Like probably now this year, I don't think it would have felt as good because they they just got to ten wins. But I feel like like in cities that need football, mm-hmm. in cities where football is it, you look at Kansas City, you talk about a place like Detroit. I mean, granted, they have other pro sports, but it's a football town, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, Buffalo. I feel like there's a camaraderie when other fans they know are actual fans. When you come to town and see those people, mm-hmm. like there's a bond there. Yeah. No, you know I, I, mean? I, I treat that person different. I can imagine. Yeah. So you've been to Cleveland. I've been to Cleveland, not for a Bills game. Though. Okay. What did you get uh, the vibe from Cleveland fans? Not for a Bills game. <sighs> I don't want to talk ill of Cleveland. No, do it. Don't be a puss. I, 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 but it just, it feels like I'm punching down, you know? Oh, that, that was the most insulting thing you could say. Oh, at the time, I'm you know, better the Bills. Than them. I'm not saying I'm better than that's them. what punching down is. No, I feel like the the bills. <laughs> hey, see that guy down there? I'm not better than him. Punch, 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 punch. Okay, I'll I'll clarify. I think that they are the uh, the Kmart version of a Buffalo. <laughs> that's right. That's what's up. How so? I think that the well, one just the layout as far as like ability to tailgate does not even. T- and again, they're in the in a downtown area. Yeah. There's there's limited uh, space. So yeah, that just that alone, like I wasn't feeling the vibe there. There was a lot of um, uh, call it like overconfidence of like we're the dog pound baby. Like if you got to tell me that you're the dog, like you're telling me that you're the smartest guy in the room. Like that that guy's <laughs> that guy is borderline, you know, borderline stupid. You know, so like to me, it's just like there was a lot of bragging going on. And a not not a lot of like showing what was going on. Okay. Although I will say, fun story about the Cleveland Browns experience that I had. Mm-hmm. I go. It was I was with Dad. You know, going to get like a drink. Whatever the case, I go to the concession stand. I it, it comes to like fourteen dollars at the time. It was like two thousand nine. <laughs> I give him a twenty, 
and the kid like you know a lot going on he puts in the it says 1429 i give him the 20 and he looks at the thing like the cash register pops open and he like looks at it and looks at the computer looks around left and right and then takes the 20 and gives me $14 back. He gave me the change of what the total was and didn't realize what was going on. And I take like what at that time, probably what, like a whole like tray of whatever it is I needed, like eight different things. And I take the money back and I'm like, Thank you, you Dick. You what what am I supposed to do? Fired. You got that kid fired. No, I didn't. His drawer was off. He's fired. Yeah, probably. Um, I did. There was a lot going on for everybody. But yeah, no, that was my experience with Cleveland. So that part was positive. Everything else, like the fan base, I could, I could take it or leave it. I've told this story about getting hit in the face with a snowball during a Bills game, right. walking up. Yeah, so I'm not a huge... I was a big fan of Cleveland fans until that moment, in which case you're on your own now. Yeah, and there's been nothing over the last 18, 24 months that dwindled anyone's opinion of the uh uh cleveland browns well i mean look bills fans aren't really in a place to talk right now fair point here <laughs> uh you and i have both been to miami for bills games but separate games, separate games your impression yeah. of dolphins fans um who they don't exist right <laughs> yeah like anyone that i saw there like don't get me wrong like i saw people in dolphins apparel in the game <laughs> you know but like any of the, the majority of the people that i met there we're just saying like they were just pedestrian like they were there to see the game one of them was a thursday night football game so that i think would bring a lot more people out of the woodwork just to go see a primetime game the other one was sunday at you know one o'clock whatever the case and hot as bananas uh, normal for them i guess and it just it felt like there were way more bills fans than uh so than that's just Dolphins it yeah. and by the way this was during the bills drought years because it was we went not far from each other i know the the Mine was the last loss that Josh has had to the Miami Dolphins. Oh, no Miami. kidding. Okay, yeah. so the, were, the uh, what was it? Charles Clay, Charles Clay drop, uh, drop in the end zone. Yeah. Because like I went during the drought. It was the Marsh, Marshawn Lynch scored a touchdown to put him ahead in like the last three minutes and then mm-hmm. defense held. But even during the drought, there were more Bills fans than there were Dolphins fans in this one o'clock game. And I get that the Dolphins weren't great at the time either, but it is your home stadium sure. here. Yeah. And you're getting outdrawn by people that travel down here and New Yorkers that live here now to come to this stadium. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you. But I also think like, as I, I hate to give benefit of the doubt to uh, Dolphins fans or just the Dolphins in general, but like there's so much more to do down there than there is anywhere else. Okay, you know? so then why all of a sudden are these Dolphins fans coming out of the wood? Well, because they're good and they're bandwagon fans. No, that's what I mean. But they're not even bandwagon fans. Like that's what's so funny about it is even now you turn on those games and you can see empty seats and you have one of the best records of the NFL. Now, I will say before the CBS telecast cut away at what? Did you see that? Mm-hmm. At what? F- 13, the way, they didn't even warn you. 13 minutes uh, into the second or into the, into the second half, like third quarter, 13 minutes left. Nate Burleson's uh, voice comes over and says, we're going to take you to a more competitive oh, game yeah, now. Oh, you hear that part. Oh, yeah, just yeah. For me. It just went right over to the, uh, the Texans-Titans uh, game. Or it was a Green Bay or whatever yeah, it was. Oh, who cares? Um, but yeah, no, I think that. And at that point, too, maybe it was because it was a blowout. Maybe because it was just after halftime. People are coming back to their their seats after you know, like concessions and things. But it seemed like there were so many empty seats at that point. All right, so we'll wrap this up with more because we're going long here. And I apologize. The weirdest fan base because Miami, it's up there. Because, mm-hmm. again, like, you know, you have all this stuff and you have all this history with the team and nobody cares. Sure. Tampa Bay was by far the weirdest away game I had ever been to. Okay. And I don't know if I told this story before, but uh, Dad and I went down for a game. This was 2005? 2006? Okay. It was J.P. Lossman's first full year starting. Nice. Second game of the season. The week before is when he threw his first ever touchdown pass to... Eric Moltz? No. Lee Evans? No. Uh, Jason Peters. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, first yeah. touchdown catch from J.P. Lossman in his career was from then-tackle eligible Jason Peters. Wow. And he's still in the league, right? He's still in the league. Dang. Anywho, uh, so we go down there. Bills had won that opening game against the Texans. We're feeling good. New quarterback. So, obviously, I'm out with Dad. Mm-hmm. So, we get after it the night before. Tampa, baby. And we got after it hard. We're going to St. Pete. We're crossing the bridge over to St. Pete's. So, we get to our uh, hotel, and mm-hmm. it's right around the corner from the stadium. We pass out late. We slept through our alarm. All of a sudden, we wake up. It's like 945. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God, no. Mm-hmm. Bro, what are we going to do here? We slept through the entire tech. We wanted to be there at 8 o'clock in the morning. We're not going to get in there until kickoff now. So we get up fast. We can't brush our teeth. We throw all our stuff on. We're in the car 15 minutes later, and we're expecting to run into all this traffic. We were the second people in the lot you, you the have, whole stadium. You have told this story before. Yes, and, I, and they were eating sushi. It was the weirdest uh-huh. thing. Nobody cared. The entire game, the stadium was sold out. Nobody cared. Again, it's it's Tampa Bay. It's St. It Petersburg. Like, there's a lot going on there. There's not that much going on in Tampa Bay. I mean, I guess. Have you ever been to Tampa Bay? I have been to Tampa Bay. Not a lot. Caught a race game. That was fine. Not I, not I, like, there's, there are things to do there. Eh. Okay. Go to the aquarium. Go to Leroy Selman's. Go to a Yankees minor league game. <laughs> Nobody goes to the race games. Yeah. We got in for like seven dollars at like at like right at game time. That's what I'm saying, man. Yeah. Like you know, for all the uh, lots to do in Tampa. What? <laughs> all right, we got to get into this uh, Los Angeles Chargers game on Saturday, Ooh, baby. Look, here's the thing, man. This should be a walkover game. Doesn't feel as good as it is to me right now. No such thing as a walkover game okay. anymore. All right, we'll get into it. It's Let's Go Duffalo, the Odyssey app, your podcast. Three wins, three wins, probably three wins gets you the division. Could be. I mean, unless the Dolphins went out, which we all know, based on history, they are not going to. Well, if the Bills get three wins, the Dolphins are not going to win out because the Bills play the Dolphins as one of those three. Right? Yeah, but they could still win the division. If they win the first two and the Bills beat them, they would still be a game ahead. You need the Dolphins to lose one. You need to be a game behind the Dolphins by the time you get there. Okay. So let's right. go Duffalo. Yeah. Where you get your podcast? Let me, hang on. Let me get my whiteboard and dry erase marker here. Okay. Uh, as we tape this, so the Bills play the Chargers Saturday night, a Peacock exclusive Supercharger. game. Supercharge. The Los Angeles Supercharger. Did you get Peacock for this game? Uh, <laughs> so I was talking to my wife about it. And um, I asked her, like, hey, because she told me, like, w- I, at one point, I, like, a couple months ago, I was like, man, I wish we had, uh, you know, Max, the old HBO Max. Sure, yeah. Um, you know, because I wanted to watch something. And she goes, I've had that for, like, six months. <laughs> like, what? Like, I could have been taken advantage of it. So I just happened to ask her, passing, like, hey, do we have Peacock? And she goes, no, why? And I said, you know, Bill's Games, the only way you can watch it on Saturday. Well, I've been meaning to catch up on a lot of different uh, a lot of different Bravo Housewives shows that are only on Peacock that will eventually be on Bravo. Okay. So I think I moved the needle for her. You're welcome uh, to, you know, get that monthly what is it subscription. To, why do I care? Not to you. I'm talking to her, to my wife. You're welcome. Okay. Um, we're going to have Peacock for Saturday. 
is the short answer to your question. Great, thank you. So the Bills play <laughs> Peacock exclusive streaming game, first one ever Saturday night. Uh, at, as we taped this, the Bills are ten and a half point favorites. Really? Yes. By the way, it started higher. It's been moving towards it was, Los it Angeles. It was at fourteen. Yeah, it was fourteen. Then it got down to fourteen. Was a lot. That was right after the game. It got down to eleven and a half, where I thought it was going to sit. It's lost another point. Oh, moving. Easton Stick really's uh, <laughs> sitting with Vegas right now. This game scares me, and it shouldn't, but it scares me. Sure. You got a team that's that just got blown the F out by a bad Raiders team. Yeah. Divisional loss. 63, right? They don't have their starting. Yeah, 63. They, they It was 42 nothing at halftime. Was it 42 nothing? I literally turned it on like a quarter of the way through the second quarter, and it was like 24 to nothing, and I immediately turned it off. <laughs> they don't have their starting quarterback, right? Right. Okay. And they Easton just, Stick is their starting quarterback, baby. And they just fired their coach. So this game, you would think like, okay, there's nothing to worry about. However, it feels like... That feel-good story of the week for the rest of the NFL. Yeah. Right? Like your special team coach comes in, motivates the boys. You can oh, play, yeah. You can play spoiler, spoiler on a headlining team season. Mm-hmm. No one is expecting anything of you, and the Bills don't know what to expect on both offense and defense. 100% agree, man. I mean, we've seen it happen over and over again. The Raiders won with their uh, intermediate. Jeff Saturday, who never coached in his life, got his first <laughs> win ever. Like, this is making... Also, against the Raiders. Yes. The Bills get a get there, get a win with their offensive coordinator in his first game in that role, calling that. This is yep. making me very nervous on Saturday night. And you need this. The Bills need this game. Yeah. It's an AFC game. It's an you AFC need game. It. You, you need, need it. it. You need it, need it, need it. Got to have it. So tell me why. Tell me I shouldn't be nervous. I mean, I think there's. It's completely reasonable to be nervous for every game for the rest of the season. Not what I was looking for. I'm sorry, man. I hate to be the, the spoil your your you know December twenty third, but yeah, man, I'm nervous too and for all of the reasons that you mentioned. And you know, of course, you know the Bills are traveling across the the country. Here's the thing, though. I think that we have seen over the last three weeks specifically. A team in the Buffalo Bills that knows exactly what they have in front of them, and they're not going to take their foot off the gas no matter who they're playing. Okay, foot off the gas is fine. Here's here's the wild card here. The Buffalo Bills after they uh, get to 11 wins? No, because we're winning the division. <laughs> the wild card is their new head coach is their old special teams coach. He's yeah. their special teams coach. So when you now have a special teams coach... Yeah. Running the team. YOLO, baby. Every single punt, <laughs> field goal. Every play is a punt. No. Every other play is a field goal <laughs> because that's all he has on his call sheet. <laughs> They're faking everything. And you have to anticipate an onside kick in every single situation. I like, completely agree. You're going to be off balance. It's going to help them with field position. And look, ideally, it doesn't matter because your run game is going and you can keep Josh under control, right? And you should be able to win this game. But this Chargers team has more talent than people realize. Mm-hmm. Way more talent. In fact, if I'm not mistaken, Khalil Mack still has the NFL lead for sacks. We are going against Khalil Mack. Granted, he got six and a half of them in one game. <laughs> but... There's a ton of talent on that roster. Yeah. And it's talent that had been underperforming because of the coach. I don't know if you can fix that all in a matter of, what do they have? It's like they had the mini bikes. They played Thursday night. Yeah. Right? But And they're playing on a Saturday. So a week and a half. Okay, but the Bills are short. Yeah. Right? Yep. And you got to travel and cross, go country, cross country. Yep. And you got some injury questions. I mean, we, on Tuesday... Uh, we're taping this on Tuesday. We just got the injury report. Uh, AJ Epinesa was limited, mm-hmm. as was Micah Hyde. Leonard Floyd was limited. Uh, Jordan Phillips did not play. He had wrist surgery. Although Daquan Johnson, yeah, I know, baby. Come on, that if would he can awesome. go this week, man, after that torn pack in London, that would be great. All right, Bills are ten and a half point favorites. Do the Bills win? And if so, do they cover? 
here's the thing. For the last two weeks, I have said that the Bills are not going to win and that it's going to be, it's not their week, you know, et cetera, so forth. And both times we've won. So once is an outlier, two is a trend. I don't think the Bills are going to win this game, and I think they're going to lose by 7,000. Okay. Now, you, everything was fine until you did the 7,000 thing. The universe knows when it hears 7,000 that you're full of crap. Does it, though? Because the the Chargers, the Super Chargers, just lost uh, by by giving up 63 points. They lose by 7,000. But 63, so now they're going to be motivated. And they didn't to come lose back by in. 63. It's going, to, it's going to be, I think the Bills are going to put up 14, and I think that the Chargers are going to put up 7,000. Why does anybody listen to this? People listen to this. You write, you mark it down. So I, Much so in that point, you're doing it by so yourself. So to that point, I don't have the bills covering. <laughs> that's my, that's my take. Okay. What about you, Pat? I'm not even going to dignify what you just said with a response. Okay. Yes. The bills win. Cause they have to win this game. You, you got to win everything all the way out. One of us is going to be right. And again, you don't have to win everything. I keep saying that being dramatic. A lot of people are being dramatic. 10 wins. I think gets you there. 10 wins, get you a wild card. I don't want the wild card. I want a home playoff game. I want the division. I want everything to work out the way that I said it's going to work out for the mm-hmm. last 10 weeks when everyone was panicking. I do think the Bills win the AFC East. Okay. And I do think they do it in crushing fashion to Miami the last game of the season. Okay. And I don't think that Miami has the ability to go on the road in the playoffs and win a game. Do you do you feel that? That's my hairs on my neck standing up because I'm so jacked up from what you're saying. I'm telling you, man. Look, you've been watching me say it and you've been watching people laugh at me when I say it. All the time. And I've been saying it. There's video of it. There's audio of it. I've been saying it since week seven. Even to people that don't want to, that don't even know what football is. <laughs> I, the Bills win this division. Sir, this is a Wendy's. Everyone at Wendy's <laughs> wants to talk Bills football. <laughs> All right, we'll uh, see you at some point next week. Again, we really appreciate all the help. Uh, help listening. Uh, you can catch us. Uh, Let's go Duffalo, the Odyssey app for each podcast. You can find us on TikTok at Let's Go Duffalo. And guess what? Spoiler alert: We're on Instagram now, so you can find us on Instagram as well at Let's Go Duffalo. His name's Ryan Duffy. My name's Pat Duffy. Merry Christmas, everybody. Yeah, have a Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. A respectful Kwanzaa. I don't know how to say the Kwanzaa thing. Whatever it is you celebrate, have a fantastic one of those. Get get fun doing it. And uh, we'll see you back here next week. Uh, But before we go, go Bills! Go Bills!